Hey y'all, you're listening to the Palsies with Palsies podcast, and I am the Palsy, Rebecca Mitz. And I'm the Palsy, Justin Hancock. Rebecca, you're back. I am back. The last week's episode was very good. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. I enjoyed it, and I know Jonathan did too, but it's good to have the... <laughs> Palsies with Palsy Squad back at full screen. <laughs> yeah, I told Justin last week's episode, very good, very deep. A lot of rich veins of uh, conversation, but I noted that there was not as many goofs and gaffs, and I can only assume that's because I wasn't <laughs> around to crack dumb jokes uh, every five to ten minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> We need that balance in in our lives, in our show, and just you bring so much to the table, friend. Thank you. <laughs> I do what I can. You had a uh, I'm not gonna say a new experience because I'm assuming pre-pandemic we all did a fair amount of this, but you you hosted somebody in your home for the first. <laughs> Oh, probably over a year, I'm guessing. Well, we hosted my mom, and she stayed a little less than a week. And then Amber's brother stayed with us for a full week. And yeah, I mean, hosting somebody kind of at all during the after, especially after two years of basically not having anybody in your home (laughs) for any extended amount of time can be daunting. Well, for two years, I've had a very strict hermit routine. <laughs> yes, this is this is my space. Yeah, these are my germs within my space. But um, following in the the hosting from Spain and in the holiday period of time that we are currently in. Um, mm-hmm. So, for our listeners who do not know, um, although if you've been listening to this show for long enough, I don't know how you couldn't know, uh, Rebecca and I used to live in community, uh, Christian community with one another, mm-hmm. uh, and Lisa and I lived for almost a decade in community with a wide variety of folks had many many great experiences and many many struggles <laughs> struggles and found family members came from those experiences and so just sort of all over the map it was it was mostly profoundly positive but uh, I can say that living with Rebecca and Amber um uh, was probably one of the, the joys of my life just because we we became family over the time we were in community and that bond had and that relationship has changed and shifted but has remained fairly consistent um and I say all that to make all of you cry and give all of you <laughs> warm holiday feelings. Um, no, not really. Uh, 
to say that we even get together over Zoom most Friday or Saturday nights, most weekends, either to watch a Marvel movie or recently uh, the Great British Baking Show. So good. Yes, we did. We start. We started with Great British Baking Show, right? We started doing that over the we pandemic, did, I, I think. I think so, because we had done it a little bit when y'all were in the house. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're uh, when we lived together, um, and uh, we were very big on watching shows together. Either. Um, when for there was a period of time when we watched the like house hunting show or whatever and we just made fun of like <laughs> all the very weird super specific things that people would want out of these houses and we judged them and um and then also comment in this house we could have so many people in community with us <laughs> yeah. and people would buy houses because they wouldn't hear any traffic noise or they could be in a fairly private neighborhood and our group was like yeah I could fit eight people (laughs) wouldn't that be great can you imagine (laughs) that was that was a lot of what we talked about absolutely but we were um in watching the great British bake-off finale because we're a couple weeks late on it we caught up this this weekend uh, to do that we were just we all found ourselves talking about uh how much we miss the rhythm of living together in community and even yeah uh, what does it mean to be more intentional about doing that again over zoom or online which kind of leads directly to this show today and that's found family um and that concept and just how that's affected us and mm-hmm. i don't know about you rebecca but i think found family has uh really gained currency in the um mid to late millennial and mm-hmm. generation Z crowd yeah um I don't recall growing up ever hearing the term found family. I may have, but I don't. Yeah. Currency the way it seems to be now. Well, I definitely, and I don't know who coined that term, but it is definitely, um, I will talk from a, uh, from the LGBTQ perspective, which is, I think if you are, even vaguely aware of that community, I think you should know that that, that's a huge part of the LGBT community or queer community, whatever, if you want to use that term. But um, because in that community, a lot of times you have a lot of people who were that got kicked out of their, of their blood families because of who, of who they were. And Mm -hmm. so they kind of didn't have a choice but to find new family. And so found family happened um, way before my time, even (laughs) like way back. I'm sure as, you know, 
as soon as there was uh, anybody that was um, different and lost blood family, they sought out and found their own kind of family. And um, so that's huge in the uh, LGBTQ community. I, you know, I come from, and I would say you probably do too, but I won't speak for you, but I come from pretty stable house family, my um, immediate family with uh, my mom and sister and my dad when he was alive. We were all pretty stable. (laughs) We were, we were the house that other people came to, right? Mm -hmm. Like where um, I had a lot of friends growing up that had home lives that they didn't necessarily, that they kind of wanted to leave (laughs) for a time. So I didn't necessarily even think about found family, I think until after my dad died. And then I think in college, when I began to process my own identity, right? Like figuring out who I was kind of separate from um, my, my own family. And I read somewhere forever ago that there's no one person that can give you everything. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of just kind of romantic or friendship wise. And that it's okay and good to have like multiple spaces that you kind of put your heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that as I've gotten older, I have found different people and found family and like you and Lisa, like, I think if I had opened myself up to and thinking Justin and Lisa, you know, can give me something that I'm not getting somewhere else Mm -hmm. or the way that um, in college, I connected very deeply with my very good friends, Cameron and Jessica, who, um, I would say is another part of like my found family. They're in the LGBTQ community too. Um, Like they gave me something that nobody else could have given me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that like, and if you don't open yourself up to that, and I think it's easier if you're not getting something at home from the place of your origin, if you're not getting it, it's a lot easier to go out into the world and seek it. But if you're kind of getting love, affection, support at home, I think you do have to be more intentional about saying it's okay for me to (laughs) branch out and find people that are going to have something for me and that I can give to them that nobody else can, can give to me and I can give back. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of build off what you said and maybe branch a couple of different directions. I can think of, and much like you, I grew up in a fairly um, stable household, a loving household where I can, for the most part, I could be assured that my parents and siblings, even to this day, even as we have different political views, different worldviews, different mm-hmm. uh, parenting perspectives, just to name a few, that we all have each other's best interest pretty much at heart. Mm-hmm. So 
for me, found family wasn't a response to um, needing to heal or needing to necessarily recover from any brokenness. But I think what you did bring up about you encountered different segments of found family throughout your life, depending on where you are and what you need. You need to learn mm-hmm. um, at any given time, and sometimes those found family members are very intense relationships for a year or two, and they kind of recede and always go, always are there, but are sometimes in the background. And sometimes those found family members teach you the thing you needed to know or learn mm-hmm. or that you could give them, but there's something there that keeps you connected. And that doesn't mean that one or another is better or worse than the other. I just think that's the cycle of how it goes. And for me, I had very deep friendships at the Wesley Foundation, the college ministry I was involved in. And I could call one of those guys today and they would come Mm -hmm. running if my family needed something but I'm not I would not describe them today as brothers in the way they were in 2001 to 2003 or 2004 Mm. yeah Uh, but I needed to I needed to be in a group like that to start taking responsibility for my own faith development and my own personality. Um, For you and Amber, to take another example, I think, um, and we've told this story several times, but the fact that it took us like half an hour to really get to to see a deep connection uh, was great, mm-hmm. but I can't. I can't tell you what the uh, ability and the ability to live with you guys did for the development of my understanding of my own personhood mm-hmm. and uh, my sexuality journey. Mm-hmm. And sort of completing the process for me of when I went into seminary, I was, uh, you know, I was not anti-homosexual or, or same-sex, but I was uh, raised in a very evangelical uh, mm-hmm. mindset and had very, very closed-minded and yes, I would say now even uh, bigoted reactions to same-sex relationships. And and throughout seminary, that was evolved and changed. And But living with you guys was sort of the, the finishing polish to where I am now. I, I, it's not making any sense, but I, I definitely... You couldn't resist our charm. You just yeah. you just couldn't resist it, Justin. That that that's the <laughs> one. We'll, we'll go with that one. But even 
even beyond what we learn from one another um, and the support we gave to one another, there's a desire to still be family with you guys. And I think it's unique in almost all of my deep relationships. Yeah, I think in particular, our connection, I think our personalities, and I think that's very clear, if you look at the four of us, me, Amber, you, Lisa, I think our personalities, the four of our personalities work very well together. Like we all kind of balance each other out. And also each of us can be in a room and as a group and we have a good time and enjoy each other and everything else, but we can also be like paired off kind of, and we enjoy the each other as individuals too. Yeah, which I think is huge. Yeah. So like, you know, I think you and I bring out, I mean, you and I very clearly, <laughs> we will kind of laugh and joke our way through very serious conversations. I think like, you know, um, and we kind of bounce between that and being very nerdy and I can (laughs) we can make each other laugh and I in fact I think we try to actually in a (laughs) lot of cases we work very hard at it for like Lisa and I Lisa and I as Justin and Justin often unfortunately would come in on so many of these conversations Lisa and I'd be standing in the kitchen and we would talk about like (laughs) the kind of ethics we would have if we ran a brothel um we talk about like this like very in-depth of like let's talk about what does polyamory like mean <laughs> like what does that look like and Justin is like I just want a snack and I'm gonna I'm gonna grab an apple and... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like Lisa and I Lisa and I will have very serious and not Lisa is funny and Lisa and I make each other laugh but like Lisa and I will have very serious conversations about the wildest fucking things that I probably would never have those kind of conversations with anybody else and I think Lisa and Amber can get very passionate together and angry about honey mustard or or like the theology of multiple hymns about, you know, um, what do you think for you, Justin, you and Amber's like connection is? Because obviously I'm not around <laughs> when those things happen. I think for me and Amber, it's, it's very much, um, I don't know, it's Jay, I, I was about to say it's very much a, professional relationship in that we're both clergy yes Uh, that is true we can both sort of side eye complain about the church as the institution and you know celebrate when it takes two or three steps forward and but i think even that sells it short because there are other professional colleagues who I know and love very much, but I think at the end of the day, Amber and I also have a connection because we trust one another. Yeah. In a way that a lot of colleagues don't. 
not the least of which is that one, what folks may not know, and part of our found family story is there was a time period where I needed an attendant. Mm-hmm. And both Rebecca and Amber stepped up and said, okay, we can we can do that. And, you know, that started out for us, the two of us, is a very, very weird, funny conversation because I made a mistake (laughs) and assumed that that conversation could take place. But the reason I'm still talking about it right now is I think there was a fundamental trust that made me made me take that leap with both of you immediately immediately and I and but I think the situation we were talking about the other night and we won't go into details because the details don't matter but uh that Amber is is currently facing I think it's important for all four of us as sound family that when Amber has an issue at work or in a clergy setting, that she's going to get the absolute truth mm-hmm. uh, to the best of our abilities. And that is so, so rare. Uh, yeah. And I think, and I'm going to state what I think, and then I really want to hear your thoughts that there is a difference, I think, when we think about found family and friendships. Not that they can't, obviously that those two are deeply interwoven and linked and the break is not always clean or whatever. But I do think when you think about like found family or the people, these people that if only for a period of time or for your whole life that you know them, um, they are found, they're family to you. I think there is a level of, as you said, trust that kind of exceeds what is maybe normal, (laughs) not normal, but like it kind of exceeds this level of like the the average person or even close friends that you're with, I think you're going to be specifically very open with the people that are your found family in ways that maybe even are unique that you're like, Oh, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to bear this part of my soul to a lot of people. But when this person for, for example, Lisa and Justin, it's very, when Lisa and Justin ask me how I'm doing, I can't, <laughs> I can't not bear at least some part of myself to them mm-hmm. because I trust them with it. And I know that you will not push further than I'm willing to bear, but you will also hold very tenderly the part of myself that I'm giving to you. Um, And I, you know, and that's not to say that I don't have a ton of other, you know, other friends that I trust with and love and care about. And, you know, but there is something very unique. I think about our in particular relationship, I think. 
I just and I didn't really intend to make this show all about us. Uh, it's us. <laughs> it's Palsy and Palsy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I love, I love, I love, I love the deep shot. Loving Christmas. <laughs> This is why we're found family, Justin, because you got that immediately. <laughs> and for a moment. I think found family can even be family. Like your family of origin can be found family in a sense when you realize that you like each other. <laughs> you continue as, to choose each other. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's very much what's happened to me and my twin brother. We always defended one another and stood up for one another growing up. But as adults, mm-hmm. we have discovered that I like the human that Jason is. Yeah. Jason likes the human that I am. And why I bring that up now is my brother was listening to last week's show last night. And texted me and goes, I love the travel traveling Wilkesbury reference at the beginning of your show. And I I pumped my fist in the air because I mentioned that in the hopes that Jason was listening to the show and would yes. get deeply obscure uh, 70s and 80s music reference. And it it absolutely worked. Um, I think one of the things that, and thank you for mentioning the LGBT community earlier in the show, because my growing up years, I was approaching found family from a very white, very largely able-bodied world perspective. Mm-hmm. I have now learned about the disability community and things like Crip Camp on the document mm-hmm. and the disability civil rights movement where people would uh, would like barter for attendance services because the state would not give them all the coverage they need and the found family relationships developed through there. But I think for myself, one of the things that makes found family both very challenging in a way and very, very rewarding for me is my physical embodiment is such where I need so much by degree, such a large amount of help with such intimate tasks that I have trusted people and I I still continue to trust people amazingly quickly right and that has that has burned me really badly more than twice yeah so in our case to find two people that I trusted in that way and that Really, I started out on that attendant journey in a rather awkward and now silly way. But y'all looked at it and y'all didn't blink. And y'all said, okay, 
this is a part of loving Justin and being just mm-hmm. family for Justin. And that trust and deep intimacy in a way was reciprocated. I was like, ah, yes, this is this is but this is another mark of found family. And it's amazing to me how much that physical helping intimacy has been a part of it all the way through to the point where one of the men who was a groomsman in my wedding, mm-hmm. his name is Brandon Shook. Brandon is a youth minister in the Austin area, I believe now, but we uh, grew up at the Wesley Foundation at WT in college. And Brandon tells the story of we are massive Cubs fans and uh, we got together at the Wesley Foundation for to watch a Cubs game one day after we met. And Brandon always tells the story. Yeah, I knew Justin for 20 minutes where mm-hmm. he really needed to pee. <laughs> he was like, dude, I'm sorry. Just to be sure, my name is Justin and I really need to pee. Could you help me out? And Brandon was like, yeah, sure. And Brandon, I since have learned and learned that uh, throughout our relationship, the Brandon was terrified in that moment. Utterly was like, ah, I don't want to hurt this guy. This is super weird. But he said yes. Yeah. And again, I don't want to put it out there that that is what found family is. And if you're not willing to help <laughs> some, some nominal stranger with a very aggressively transgressive act like using the red shit, you're not ready to be about family. That's not what I say at all. Hear me say boundaries. Boundaries are hugely important. Consent yes. hugely important. But for me, because of the nature of my embodiment, that's always been a mark of mm. family. Yeah. I think I think also for me, the friendships and I think in <coughs> our case, especially for like you and Lisa. I am very keenly aware of, I've had a couple of low points in my life. I don't know. (laughs) And I am keenly aware of who was there when I was at my lowest and how that panned out. And um, y'all were there for one of those low points and kind of in the same way like this is my mark I guess (laughs) like and I know that you and Lisa were partially like terrified of like what are we gonna do (laughs) when she she comes back you know but you continued to offer me love and support and met me where I was and I think that for me despite you know and we already had like the friendship kind of connection that was like our personalities all jive. Um, 
but that showed me that I could trust you all with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then I was like, I'm not always going to give you all that, which is a blessing up to you, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that I can, that I can come to you at my lowest point and you will meet me with love. And yeah. even if you're like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Um, <clears throat> and there are other people in my life that were there like when my dad died and I called my friend Christina and she just like picked me up from the house and we just went to her house and was like, we're going to watch beauty and the beast. And, um, she's still in my life. Like, yeah, like I think for me, the mark is, and I mean, here's hoping I don't have, <laughs> have to always have to mark all these super <laughs> low places in my life. But the people that are there when you're at your absolute lowest are, for me, those are the people that I'm like, okay, you're stuck with me now. <laughs> I, and the, there's a lot there and I, we should have said we need to wrap up somewhat shorter today because I'm going to have to. Uh, my wife is riding on a deadline and she's currently the doctor with our young son and she's going to walk in the door and say, here, y'all play the work. Yeah. Um, yes. So we'll wrap up fairly shortly, but I, as we've been talking, I've been sort of crafting or working through a definition of found family mm-hmm. as we have the last few minutes. And I think just as I jokingly but seriously said boundaries are important, um, I think really what it is, is found family or the people that you can take right up to the edge of your legitimate boundaries mm-hmm. and say, here's where I'm, here is where I'm vulnerable. And if I ask you to go beyond this, are you going to love me? Mm, yes. I ask you to not go in the dark forest and stay like right outside of the edge of my boundaries. Are you going to love me? Yes. I think for both of us and for all four of us, I think that's really what it's it's been. I I can and I we joke about the attendance stuff, but I can remember when we've recounted it on this show before. I had a bathroom accident time mm-hmm. and you were literally the first one to walk in the house and Lisa wasn't gonna be home for a couple of hours. Yeah. Was out. I don't remember where Lisa was, honestly, but she was not going to be around. And I was like, well, I can't hide this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you were like, can I help? And so you saw that boundary. You saw my body being unruly. That was a boundary. And you were like, okay, this is strange. But this is, this is where we are for you and your low point in terms of mental health 
that was a boundary and a kind of area where your your life was was somewhat fragile and you're right we didn't know what to do but the one thing we did know to do is that we loved you mm-hmm. and love you through it so we went to that boundary edge with you and said okay how how far are you going to let us in how far do you need us to come in and the one that the one that is so like vivid in my mind is you did not intend to be around for the the uh birth of your nephew and my son no no in fact I wasn't I was at the hospital I think but I was like not in the room she had somebody else who was her coach and then something happened yeah her her coach who is also a dear friend and found family member of a sort had to go to a faculty meeting like right as she was pushing yeah and Rebecca was like I'm here yeah all right oh boy so I just like was I was asked in and I would never refuse a call from Lisa never like (laughs) for Lisa and Justin to and I will say the beauty of me being there besides the fact that I literally got to see Angus be born was being there for you two and getting to take photos that otherwise would not have been able to be taken like when you first got your finger down and angus grabbed your finger for the like the first thing he grabbed Mm. after he was born was justin's finger and i got to take that picture and i got to be there for it because justin is of course just a mess (laughs) and lisa is of course a mother that just gave birth (laughs) so you know being able to just be like I am emotional, but not as emotional as you two. <laughs> so I'll take photos. I'll take photos and move around and text people. and Because <laughs> the two of you will be like, when the hell did that happen? Did yeah. That- yeah, but I think boundaries and thresholds yes. are so in the process. Yeah. I guess the last thing I'll say, because I know we're getting close to when Lisa's going to pop in and be like, here's the boy. <laughs> mm. um, I, I really th- love that description that you gave of taking someone to about of your dark forest or your cliffside or whatever and saying, whether I, if I ask you to go beyond this, will you still love me? And if I ask you to stay here, will you still love me? I think that is the perfect description of when you're looking for found family and their response to, if their response is, I will go where you bid me to go and stay where you bid me to stay and love you all the same. I think that's the difference because I think, you know, I find that with my mom. I find that with my sister, especially as I've gotten older (laughs) and it's now like a choice. It is a choice of am I calling them are they calling me are they texting me how are they you know and we how we interact with each other is I think as you said a choice yeah Um, as it is with every other person and 
individual and found family that we have. And I think that's so special. And I, I hope a lot, I hope people that are listening can have that and know that you can choose. There are people out there who will love you no matter where they are, where no matter where you have them. Like, yeah. You know, so. I, I, I don't think there are finer words to end on uh, than that. Everyone is capable of love. Everyone is capable of being loved. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, that really is it. So folks, go out there, put some good into the world. Um, be found family for those you choose and for those who need it who are in your life. Uh, Rebecca, can you uh, tell the folks where we can be found? Uh, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. And if you go to the edge of a cliff or perhaps a very dark forest and you yell into it, we love you. You may faintly hear Justin say, Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I I both like this bit and I love the commitment you're showing to it. I must say, all right, folks, thanks for coming along this week. We will see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.